Welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I'm your host, Shemaine Linney, and today we have a most wonderful guest that I'm really excited to introduce you to. We're going to be chatting with Wendy Myers, but before we go on, I must remind you that the information in these episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. So today we are talking to Wendy Myers. Wendy is a naturopathic doctor. She's also a functional diagnostic nutritionist. She is also founder of the Wendy Myers Detox and host of Wendy Myers Detox podcast. So Wendy has so much experience in the area of detox and lots more, but really we want to discuss detox today and the importance of that. So Wendy, welcome. Thank you for making some room in your day for me and my followers. Can you, before we get started, just kind of get into your story? Like what made you interested in detoxification of all things? I mean, there's many areas of health we can delve into, but you are obviously attracted to detoxification. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm like everyone. I don't wake up and be like, yeah, I want to detox, but I, you know, was struggling with some health issues and I was just having, you know, I, I was kind of dealing with like hormone imbalance and I was having trouble losing weight. I was having trouble uh, sleeping. I was having like bouts of anger and I was having fatigue and just, you know, really felt like I was doing everything right as far as my diet, cooking my own food, organic food, and like a huge bag full of supplements and just exercising, you know, six, eight hours a week, and then adding yoga and stress relief and all that stuff in there. And I was like, man, you know, I just don't feel good. I don't feel like I should feel for all of the work and money and time and effort I'm putting into this, which, you know, health was just my hobby and my full-time job pretty much at that point. And uh, so I went to the doctor, figure out what's wrong with me. Uh, I was a functional medical doctor and she found out I had 37 years old. I had the hormone levels of a menopausal woman, which I was thrilled to hear at the time. (laughs) And she just wanted, you know, to put me on thyroid hormone. She wanted that. She said I would need for life. She, and she, she's like, you can take some supplements too, to help with that as well. Um, and she said, I needed hormone replacement therapy, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. And, that, uh, and I just thought, you know, that's just not really what I was like expecting. And that's not, uh, you know, aren't hormones for older women, like in menopause and, so I went on Dr. Google because I'm just kind of like, why? I'm, I always ask why, 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 why? That's why I have, I created MyersDetox.com. <laughs> the answer to a lot of questions on there. Um, but I, I found that, you know, I kept hitting on what causes adrenal fatigue. That's what I searched for. And I, and I happened upon this website that uh, talked about heavy metals and, and chemicals and interfering in stress, sex, and thyroid hormone production. And I was like, aha, you know, I, you know, I had read about mercury and lead, but I didn't think that that applied to me because I was so healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just, that's other people that are mercury poisoned or what have you, even though I ate sushi twice a week. Um, but as I got more and more into it and started reading about it, I, a light bulb went off for me and I did a heavy metals test and I had all these heavy metals. So I had really high mercury levels. I had really high arsenic levels because I ate a lot of, uh, you know, had eaten a lot of non-organic chicken and eggs in my life. And that's where you get the arsenic. And um, I had a lot of metals. And so, you know, I just uh, started detoxing, started trying it out. And I started feeling a lot better being on this detox program, which is mainly taking minerals. I mean, that's one of the, the top ways that you detox. And we're all mineral deficient. So across the board, people typically feel better taking minerals, magnesium, zinc, trace minerals. And so uh, as I learned more about detoxification, I just, you know, ran with it and became very passionate about it. 
because I was a lifelong student of health and I had ignored this, you know, the, the warnings about mercury and lead and arsenic and, and many other metals and chemicals. It just, I just didn't think it applied to me. So I decided to get the word out there to people about the, the importance of detoxification. So I started MyersDetox.com. So apart from the excess chicken and eggs, what do you think caused you to have such an accumulation of toxins? Well, you know, it's the air, food, and water. So for me, in living in California, I had a lot of uranium from the shower water. Even though I drank religiously, I'd always drank uh, bottled spring water. That's just my, I just did, that's just what I did. So I didn't, I wasn't getting toxins there, but I was, I was getting uranium from the water. I was getting chlorine and fluoride from the water because it's added and that blocks your thyroid hormones. Your, your thyroid uptakes those, they mimic iodine in your thyroid and your thyroid doesn't uptake iodine. That's what your thyroid hormones are made of is iodine, you know? Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's why I was having thyroid issues. Mercury also interferes in thyroid issues as well, uh, th thyroid hormone production. And um, we also get it from the air that we breathe. I lived in LA, you know, uh, I absorbed a lot of uh, heavy metals and chemicals that way as well. That's one of the number one sources. So you can't really control that, you know, no matter what you do, if you, even if you eat organic and you, you know, drink filtered water and you're kind of doing a lot of things right there's still a lot that you cannot control. Mm -hmm. And um, so air, air pollution's a, a big killer uh, and around the planet, uh, you know, uh, around the planet. And then also let's not forget our beauty products and cleaning products and our perfumes. We're just soaking ourselves in, you know, spraying all over ourselves. And so there's just a lot of different ways that we are exposed to, to chemicals and metals. Uh, a, lo a lot of people don't know that you can get exposed to like literally DNA changing chemicals by just inhaling fumes off trucks. Like you can get exposed to a lot of acrolein that way. We're in Alberta, so we have a highway and this highway is notorious to being back to back to back during like rush hour. And I don't have to sit in it, thankfully, for obviously owning your own business. It's a luxury. You don't necessarily have to be driving in and out of the city. But a lot of people will sit there for hours and hours and hours on end, and they don't realize they're inhaling it, especially in the winter, because it gets very cold in Alberta, like you can get to minus 50. So that makes the fumes heavier, and it'll linger in the air for longer. And whenever I'm driving past, like, a smelly truck where you can see the fumes. I like roll up the windows really quick and I'll hold my breath. And then once I'm past, I open all the windows to try to flush it out. <laughs> like, cause it's like, it does damage your DNA. Well, I heard one simple line. I can't even remember who said it at one stage. It was like, if you can smell the diesel fumes, it's changing your DNA. And that just stuck with me. So I'm like acting all weird, like holding my breath and everything. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of chemicals and, and, you know, uh, heavy metals and things that do damage our DNA that do change our epigenetic expression. And we can, we can pass that onto our children as well. So there's a, a big, you know, there's just a, a, a you know, I, I hate to be like a Debbie downer or try to scare people, but you know, yeah. people do need to be paying attention to heavy metals and chemicals and adding detoxification to their daily health regimen excuse me, the thing is speaking of air pollution. Um, and they need to be thinking about that just like they do their diet, their exercise and, and other things they're doing for their health. Because you know, the, well, the World Health Organization has estimated we have between 500 to 700 chemicals on average in our body. And we have dozens of heavy metals and they, they affect every different organ system on our body. They're a big culprit in why people aren't losing weight. They cause the toxins are the number one cause of diabetes and blood sugar control issues. Uh, toxins are one of the top reasons why you don't produce enough feel good neurotransmitters, why you're not digesting your food, making enough digestive uh, hydrochloric acid and enzymes and bile to digest fats. Um, it's one of the number one reasons why our, our livers aren't functioning well. Our livers are totally overloaded uh, with our bodies having to break down all these chemicals that it has never seen before. 
And our livers are number one, uh, you know, immune defense. They're, they're one of the number one, um, like that first line in our immune system. And I mean, I can just keep going on and on and on and on, but they affect our reproductive ability. Uh, they affect our hormone levels. I mean, it just, these metals and chemicals dramatically impact your body's functioning and when you end energy production, that's the main name. Uh, that's the name of the game. When you're trying to heal your body, uh, if you have chronic complex illness, you have to have energy to recover. And that's why a lot of people don't recover. They don't have energy because metals are poisoning their body's mitochondria ability to make energy. And so, uh, and there's so much research. I have all of it on my website for every imaginable health condition, uh, symptom, depression, anxiety, like you name it. Um, heavy metals can be an underlying um, factor, not to mention uh, heart disease, hypertension, diabetes, and all of these uh, top killers of our time, lung disease. Um, heavy metals are and chemicals are a huge contributing factor. Um, so you need to be paying attention to this and, you know, and kind of stepping into like a detox lifestyle, not thinking of detox as something you do, you know, once a year or a juice cleanse here and there, or just something kind of scratching the surface. You really need to make it part of your lifestyle. And I think people forget that we detoxify every day like you have to detoxify every day it's not like your liver stops working and only works when you decide to do a detox too so constantly supporting the pathways but as well I think people don't take a, a lot of what you're saying in the symptoms aspect is like they're not visual it's not like you can always see it reflected on your skin or maybe a rash or like a flushing reaction if you had like a wine full of toxins. People can't necessarily see all these things. So they don't take detoxification as serious as they should. There's a couple of my clients that do because they will say have a histamine reaction if they have a bad red wine. One client, when she gets her hair done, it's only been happening in the last few years. She, whatever she's allergic to in the hair products she'll get a rash across her head um but I'm trying to explain like your body is just overburdened there's too much going on there so do you think also apart from the environmental aspect of chemicals what we're putting on our skin what we're consuming what about stress how does stress affect our detoxification well, yeah, I mean, stress is one of the number one killers and, and stress is, you know, coming from many different angles. I mean, uh, but I think one of the number one causes of stress is emotional trauma or childhood development trauma that we experienced in childhood. And what that does and what my research has shown, and I'm focusing much more on trauma because it is one of the top causes of health issues. It is 65% uh, of physical health issues are caused by emotional trauma. And I go into this more, I have a free masterclass about this at uh, emo-detox.com. Um, but uh, you know what emotional trauma does is it ends up causing a condition called pyroluria, where our bodies are not able, it, it dramatically affects detoxification. So early childhood stress from you know, having a, an abusive parent or even just a neglectful parent, a parent that was a uh, alcoholic, drug addict, or abs largely absent, or as a narcissist, or or what have you, um, or you have other types of trauma where you were just looked at, you're just a thing that achieves things, or uh, you just weren't acknowledged as a, emotionally, or you know, what have you. There's a lot of things that people don't quantify as as emotional trauma that affect them as if they've had emotional trauma and neglect being one of them. Yeah. And it's just rampant in our society today. So these stressors uh, cause us to have a high stress set point where we get stressed more easily and we have a harder time calming down. And it affects us biologically in by developing the condition called pyroluria, where we have zinc deficiency, manganese deficiency, B6 deficiency, and other types of nutrients that we need to detoxify. 
And then when we're not able to detoxify, we build up more and more heavy metals and chemicals, ironically, which further impede our body's ability to detoxify. And that's when you start seeing this domino effect of uh, chronic fatigue and uh, complex chronic illness and, and poor immunity and, and other things starting to kind of happen that, that start, you know, building in a crescendo where you have more and more health problems as you don't have immunity, you don't have energy, you don't have the ability to detoxify. Then you start, you know, developing health issues based on, based on your genetic weaknesses. You see? It's a vicious circle. Yeah. It really is. Is this pyroluria, is it not only on the underlying trauma or stress and being compounded by daily life now, not only the pandemic, which people are not over, but kids, events, making dinner, like everything, running your own business, like it's being compounded. Is that causing then the depletion, like an upregulated depletion of the zinc and the manganese and magnesium and everything? Is that what is causing this pyroluria because of the depletion really? Yeah, well, it's early life. It's mainly early childhood stress, but yes, when we, uh, you know, 15% of people genetically have pyloria, but but what I found in my research is that early childhood stress for people that have adverse childhood experiences or ACEs, they go on to develop pyroluria. So about 85% of the population has pyroluria. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, but of course, you know, just everyday stressors of life. Yes. Uh, compound that. And then when we have, we have a lot of, well, we have this high stress set point, we can have more reaction to stress or more of a perception of stress than say the next person. So it's not only the, the amount of things you have going on in your life, it's your perception of stress or your, your reactions to stress or your ability to have resilience to stress. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? And so, yeah. yeah, stress will deplete our mineral levels, um, all different types of minerals. Um, and then the, the lower your mineral levels, the more your body has to retain heavy metals to do certain jobs in the body. And so very important to keep your, your mineral levels up. There's a lot of things working against the mineral levels in our body. I speak about minerals a lot with my clients, but when you're talking about minerals, what are the specific minerals that you're talking about? Number one is magnesium. And so then we also have zinc. Calcium is really important to kind of calm down the nervous system. Uh, magnesium is needed for, is probably the most important mineral in our body and a lot of, everyone's deficient. Um, and I really like magnesium glycinate. I like magnesium malate to make energy. Magnesium theanate is important for brain functioning. Magnesium sulfate, like you get in Epsom salt baths is great. And so you can do a combo of all of those. You don't have to just have, have one kind, you know, and then- um, zinc is super important. And then the trace minerals as well, uh, trace minerals. And then, you know, there's a hundred different trace minerals. So you can take something like a quinton, which is a liquid, or you can take healthy salt, which is great. I have both of those on my website, uh, that I really like. Um, and then, uh, electrolytes like sodium, potassium, you can just drink coconut water for those, but, um, very important to be very, the number one, most basic thing you can do for your health is taking minerals. And that's going to take care of a lot of other issues and symptoms that people are dealing with that are easily alleviated. People, obviously from health professionals point of view, we can see like where people are lacking, they don't get a lot of minerals. People are afraid of salt. They obviously categorize like your average table salt with good quality salt. They put it all together when they're completely different. People, which brings me to my next kind of question as we move along, people don't eat enough green vegetables. And I categorize that as anything green, like your salads, your asparagus, you like they don't it's just society. We know the Western diet has taken over. Like people don't get, even if you were to look at those two, sea salt, because they're afraid and green vegetables, because I I feel it's an inconvenience for a lot of people. So right there, they're lacking in these minerals because they are our main sources of minerals, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People, you know, unfortunately have been kind of conditioned to, fear salt. I mean, there's, 
there's certain a, a certain small population that genetically they don't tolerate salt of any kind very well and they have to watch it. That's a very small percentage of the population. I heavily salt my food as much as I can with high quality sea salt mm. and different kinds of sea salt and take in drinking quinton, which is a, a mineral, basically just seawater. It's purified seawater. Um, and just, uh, you know, very heavily because even, even with intensely supplementing with minerals, it's still hard to keep up with the amount that you need because our bodies are under so much stress, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so and it's sadly, because people are listening to like the American Heart Association and reducing salt for heart health. I mean, it's just the most asinine advice that it has. We been. seem to have some connection issues with Wendy. Hopefully she will come back now and continue this fascinating conversation on detoxification. So we've got a good bit going. We've got a good half an hour so far. Hi there. Sorry, okay. I don't know what's going on with my internet, so I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We can edit it out of the Hi, audio right. version at least. So uh, you were speaking about Hi, like right. the salt genetics expression kind of connection there, that it's a small minority of people. Yeah, it's a very, very small minority of people that can't tolerate salt. Um, but that's a very specific genetic test that people have to take. Um, but yeah, it's like 1% of people. I mean, it's just very, very low. Yeah. Otherwise people are just scared of salt from there. I say, all yeah, I mean, they're washing. scared it's going to cause hypertension, but it's just, yeah. uh, but lack of magnesium is one of the main causes of hypertension. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that brings me to my next question, which I just kind of touched on. Can you elaborate on the importance of green vegetables for detoxification and like i said green vegetables also being our solid greens and stuff like that we will wait again wendy seems to be having some internet issues on her ends which is okay she'll be back with us and we will try get a bit more information to everyone on the importance of detoxification and maybe schedule a part two of this conversation if we can get some time on Wendy's schedule to kind of go back more in depth on things again. I hope everyone is starting to recognize the importance of detoxification, especially for preventing a lot of ailments that people wouldn't connect to detoxification. What I commonly see with my clients is um, definitely aches and pains, any sort of chronic inflammation. I'm always looking for are you having bowel movements? Are you detoxifying properly? Um, any sort of skin issues or reactions to stuff, I'll always look at detoxification there. And then also another thing is like I mentioned the bowel movements, but bowel movements are a big thing. So I mentioned a client had a reaction to a hair dye recently and she broke out in a rash and flaking all around her scalp and really once we get into conversation, which is why it's important to work with someone, when, when you get into conversation with them, then you can start to kind of narrow down what could be causing this. Alas, she told me she wasn't having a bowel movement daily. So she was having a bowel movement every three or four days, which to me is like, oh shit, like literally she was having a backup of all this weight and waste and it was sitting in her colon and her intestines and just really putrefying, like fermenting, which is then causing the toxins to be, not only toxins, hormones to be recirculated into the bloodstream, which then if this happens over years and years and years, you're just going to be compacting everything and you end up in a state of overload. And at that stage, even the littlest thing can cause you to have a reaction. So even exposure to something as simple as, well, what we would take to be simple as getting our hair done, but we all know that these dyes and stuff do have a lot of chemicals, but for most people, they don't react. But if you're in a state of overload, then you will have some sort of reaction. And even we see if, a, if someone has a glass of red wine, like I mentioned, there's a, other considerations. But if someone has a glass of red wine 
and they then get um, a flushing reaction, their face will go red, they might get itchy, they might get sweaty, they might get hives, even a headache in that time when they're drinking it, like almost immediately, that is going to be toxic overload. Maybe that one glass of red wine was just too much for your system. Like that whole analogy of your cup is full, your cup is full of toxins and that little bit of toxic exposure that you might get from say an inorganic wine, not to say that organic wines don't have some toxins, they do, but that little bit of exposure could be enough to like spill over your cup and boom, it reflects in your skin. When I was going through my toxic overload issues and how I established it was, I just looked through everything. Why am I having this severe pain in my right shoulder just all day, every day? And it was worse at night because that's when our cortisol drops. That was really where I started going, well, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing all my, um, anti-inflammatories, I do my mobility work, I do this, I do that. My minerals were great, um, but they weren't so great upon reflection. I did have toxic overload. So I started having to um, address the toxic overloads. And also while doing that, like breaking down the toxins, I also had to bind to the toxins. So I know not all health professionals agree on activated charcoal, but I really do see a benefit in myself and other clients who can tolerate it. Wendy, you're, you're back. Okay, so, great. Yeah, I reset my my router. So hopefully that fixes it. That's okay. Everyone's pretty understanding. I was just kind okay. of filling in the time and telling people about my own experience of toxic overload. Mm -hmm. And I had this horrendous pain in my right shoulder, right in my rotator cuff. And at night, it would be just so bad. I couldn't sleep. Obviously, when those cortisol and anti-inflammatory hormones dropped, I just, it was horrific. And I was like, well, I do all this. I do my mobility work everything and then once I kind of narrowed it down to toxins um then I was able to kind of like fix it I did also have to use binders though so hopefully we can speak about that in a few minutes yes. the last question I had asked before we got put off was can you just um explain to people the importance of our green vegetables to support detoxification Yes. I mean, well, green vegetables and vegetables in general, you know, you want to eat a huge variety of them because you need fiber to detox heavy metals. I mean, fiber is the name of the game. The more fiber you have, the more those are able to kind of bind onto toxins that your body is eliminating. Your liver is pouring those into the intestines for elimination, stuff that it's breaking down, but you have to have fiber to bind onto it. Um, green vegetables also have lots of boron in them, which is great at binding on to heavy metals. It's also, uh, has a lot of magnesium and trace minerals and, and things of that nature that are needed for detoxification as well. And do you wonder, cause I've been, I was speaking to a client about this this morning. When you look at the Western diet, most people don't eat any green vegetables. They might have a Caesar salad, but lettuce doesn't really account for much. But I feel that's a big contributing factor in the magnesium deficiency. Like obviously there's other factors, but the fact that pretty much nobody eats green vegetables and everybody's deficient in magnesium. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the magnesium deficiency is caused by so many different things, like all the different stressors that we deal with, but certainly, you know, beans have tons and tons of magnesium. So, you know, it's great to eat any type of vegetable, just anything will, mm -hmm. will work. Um, but, but yeah, green vegetables, super, super important for folic acid that's needed for detoxification as well. Um, you get that in leafy greens, but a lot of people are focused on greens. Like they're eating corn, which is not a vegetable. It's a grain, you know, uh, it has a lot of sugar in it and, uh, they're just eating, um, you know, way too much wheat, way too much, uh, of other, you know, things in their diet, even if they're whole grains, it doesn't matter. They're still very low on the nutrient density scale compared to vegetables and animal proteins and, um, you know, glands, you know, glandulars and sweetbreads and things like that. Those are the most nutrient dense foods on the planet. Um, bone broth, things like that are great. Um, but yeah, the greens typically are filler. 
Uh, they don't have a lot of nutrition in them, though they, they do have some, um, but they're not terribly impressive as far as giving you the nutrition you need for your diet and detoxification. Can you speak on a bit of the importance of proteins and specifically animal products for supporting detoxification in the liver? Because I really don't think people understand. Of course, we have the whole vegan trend and for moral reasons, I get it. It's it's good for some people, probably not great for others, but I don't think people understand how important it is to be getting these essential amino acids for the liver. Yeah. So, you know, I was vegetarian for about 18 months and then I was vegan for six months. I graduated and, um, to being vegan. And at the end of that six months, I couldn't even think like I literally, I was having fits of rage, um, because I was not, I didn't have the amino acids to make adequate levels of serotonin and neurotransmitters. I was having, I could not remember anything. It was just crazy. I was having a lot of fatigue, major sugar cravings, a lot of imbalance um, in a big, big way. And um, and then I, I eventually dawned on me that it was my diet. You know, I was reading a book. I was reading the um, a, a book by Sally Fallon. The, uh, she wrote something about, you know, for the Western Price Foundation. Here are all the nutrient deficiencies on the vegetarian and vegan diets. And I was like, and I just had all these functional medical tests, you know, and I thought, oh my gosh, that those are all me. Those are all my deficiencies and things going on with me. And so it dawned on me that day, it was my diet and there was no turning back for me. And the minute I started eating animal proteins again and saturated fats and things like that, it was just, it was a very quick turnaround in, in how I was feeling. And so while people do feel better initially doing the vegetarian and vegan diet, they pay for it uh, with their health eventually because they, um, especially when it comes to detoxification, people think that going on a, a fast or like a cleanse of just vegetables and juices is amazing for detoxification. No, it's not. No, it isn't. It might be good for cleaning out your colon, um, but as far as giving your liver, who is your, your number one detox organ, the nutrients and needs for detoxification, it needs things in animal foods. So it needs choline. Choline is one of the number one things people need for detoxification. That's in egg yolks and, and animal proteins. Uh, people need, um, they need sulfur containing amino acids like taurine, one of the most important for detox. You don't get it in the vegetarian or vegan diet. You have to supplement it if you're doing a vegetarian diet, vegan diet, you don't have B12. You don't uh, get a lot of the, a lot of the B vitamins you get in animal proteins, um, that you need for detoxification. Um, uh, there's many, many other ones, but you, you mainly need these sulfur containing amino acids. Um, you need sulfur and you get that in a lot of that in animal proteins for sure. You get some in vegetables, of course you get uh, in the cruciferous vegetables, but a lot of it's, that's why a lot of people, when they eat a steak, they kind of have smelly gas afterwards. That's the sulfur in, in the steak, in, in the animal protein, not to mention you need saturated fats to, um, to, uh, to make all of your hormones. You need cholesterol, or I'm sorry, you need cholesterol to make all of your hormones, your, your, uh, stress hormones, your sex hormones. So, you know, you're just going to have a lot of different problems uh, on many different levels um, doing those diets long-term. I think some people can handle the vegetarian diet long-term. They're still going to have issues with detoxification and accumulation of toxins. So it doesn't kind of, um, you know, you can solve one problem, but create another. Um, yeah. But I think for many people today, their biggest health challenges are the inability to detox and not have the nutrients and the minerals to get rid of these toxins, very carcinogenic toxins that are in their body. And being vegan or vegetarian is not uh, helping uh, in that agenda. Yeah, there is um, such a fear around meat lately. We, we seem to be going through these phases. We went through keto and then we went through the carnivore phase. And now all of a sudden we've got all this plant-based stuff being pushed on us and we're being told like it's not only the environmental factor, but it's, it's better for you to go plant-based and people are getting confused. So then they're going 
plant-based for a while and then they are experiencing all this stuff because they're not getting back to the basics like you need all these different minerals and nutrients to optimally work we don't want to be I've never been one to eliminate specific things from my clients it's always been like balance but um, detoxification is definitely overlooked by a lot of people. So we've covered the green vegetables, the sea salt, the animal proteins, very important. And the next one, because I, I do think this is also underrated, is hydration. How important is it to get enough water or fluids in your system? Because you know when you say to someone, are you hydrated? I think in their head, they're just thinking, I have to hydrate. They're not thinking of why do I have to hydrate? They, and the basic thing is obviously flushing, but can you go into that a bit? Yeah, well, we need to hydrate because our, you know, our body's system works with, with water um, and it doesn't work as well if we are dehydrated. And so we have like little hydro turbines in our cells that help to power our cells. They need water to function properly. We need water to flush out toxins and to have a proper, uh, you know, to, so that if we don't have enough water, we'll be constipated and that will cause a retox, like toxins that are in our stool that are, you know, being channeled into our intestines for elimination. We can have those reabsorb back into the colon if we don't have enough water, because our body will pull water out of the, the feces if it's mm -hmm. not getting enough. And then you have a like, hard stool and have trouble going to the bathroom. Uh, we need to create enough urine to kind of flush out um, toxins and, and uric acid and things of uh, ammonia, things of that nature. And so uh, our bodies just aren't going to be making enough energy and not, we're not going to feel right, not clear in our head if we don't have enough water. But water is something that people don't get right. And this is, it's very complex. I mean, it's just one of the, the number one articles on my website is what type of water should I drink? And it's, I started writing this article. I was like, oh my God, like there's just so much to this um, because one, you know, you want to avoid these kind of designer alkaline waters where they take water that's, it's technically clean. It doesn't have toxins in it. It's reverse osmosis water. But the problem is they just kind of add in minerals to make it alkaline, but those may or not be minerals your body can absorb because of the forms of the minerals. And then that water has been damaged. So it needs to be restructured in order for it to hydrate your cells, to penetrate your cells. So it, so there's clean water, but then there's water that can actually hydrate you. And so how you know water isn't working, you, you know, how it's not hydrating you is if it's like, for me, I thought I did done all this research on water filters and I, I chose one that was a reverse osmosis, which I'm still a fan of. Uh, but now you, I'm a fan of, you need to restructure the water. Okay. So when I first got my reverse osmosis filter, I was drinking all super happy about it. I made this amazing choice. They put minerals back in the water and blah, blah, blah. And it was like really high pH water. And I was drinking alkaline water and I was drinking literally eight to 10 glasses a day of this. And I was still thirsty. And I'm like, how am I? Cause I'd always drink spring water up until that time. And I was thinking, how am I, I just drank so much water. How am I thirsty? And I was going to the bathroom a lot because that's another sign that if you drink water and it just goes right goes through straight. you, mm -hmm. right through, you have to run to the bathroom every 30 minutes. It's not absorbing. Okay. And so, um, you, I prefer people drink spring water. And then I also add something to my water called Wayback water. You can get it on waybackwater.com. It's a laser enhanced water that you just put a few drops of that in like your liter of water and it makes it mega hydrating. It makes it very, very hydrating. There was another product by Patrick Flanagan that used to be out there. They're not making it anymore for some reason um, called Crystal, Crystal something, I just forget exactly, but I used to use that and it was like night and day how I went from having to go to the bathroom all the time to not having that urgency after drinking the amount of water I was drinking. And so you kind of have to, you know, look at those, those factors and uh, really important to get water correct. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I do speak a lot about water and structured water and the whole Jared Pollock's work and deuterium. And I speak about it a lot, but 
on a basic level, I always like, it's funny, some of my clients will understand having clean water and the deuterium aspect and how it affects ceramides and everything like that. They'll understand the complicated stuff, but then they'll forget, well, you do need water to help you flush out toxins as well. Like they forget the basic level. So people fall behind and then you see all these symptoms that you mentioned earlier. And in some cases, it is just not enough water like to get it out of them. So if you were to give some people or my people some tips on improving detoxification, apart from what we've already mentioned, even supplemental, what would be your top couple of tips like that people can do like low hanging fruit? Yeah, really easy that you can eat the top five detox foods. So these are broccoli sprouts, garlic, onions, ginger, and egg yolks. So those are the top five foods you can eat to facilitate detoxification. The broccoli sprouts give you a ton of sulforaphane, which is like a sulfur-like substance that really helps to, you know, escort toxins out of the body. The egg yolks have lots of choline and other nutrition in them. Um, and additionally, like, you know, of course the garlic and onions and ginger have all their different properties. I use, uh, I put ginger in juice I to juice ginger and use it in stir fries and, and just as, you know, use it as many ways as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also people, uh, they should be taking a binder. Binders are super important for, uh, you know, absorbing toxins like a sponge, absorbing all the chemicals and metals that, pe- that people accumulate. And especially if you're doing a detox program, like a, you're doing an infrared sauna or ionic foot bath or any kind of detox supplement you're taking, you need to be taking a binder to reduce detox symptoms and to absorb what you are kind of releasing into your bloodstream, what's being kind of pulled out of your fat. Um, by different substances and protocols and therapies that you're doing, you need to be taking a binder. Before we go into the binders, you gave your top five there, but what about people that maybe have FODMAP issues, they can't do the whole garlic, onions, mushrooms, and then people that have egg intolerances. So what would be like your next five? Well, I don't really have an, a next five. I mean, it may be just cruciferous vegetables, things like that, because they have sulfur in them. But, yeah. you know, really when a lot of people, they have like different food sensitivity issues, it's really a sign of they they more have like uh, issues with their, their gut and with uh, their immunity. And those things can be, you know, they need to be, they need to fix that issue. It's not necessarily about avoiding the, the FODMAPs foods for life. Those yeah. are usually kind of a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but, but there's, there's lots of different detox, you know, nutrients out there. People can take glutathione. They can supplement with glutathione. Um, I also have a hundred percent organic greens powder called daily detox that yeah. has lots of nutrients supporting herbs in it for your liver. So doing liver support, uh, super important with herbs, with foods, uh, lemon water in the morning, perhaps, um, and also doing coffee enemas super, super important for, uh, you know, optimizing liver function, you know, a hundred million people in the U S alone have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease for various reasons, long-term medication use from, uh, you know, eating really high sugar, uh, bad fat diets, um, and various other reasons. Um, but really important to take care of the liver. Yeah. And then when you come to binders, Speaking of which, I really like chlorophyll as well for what you were just saying there as well for detoxification. I know you've spoken about spirulina and chlorella before, but I really do like chlorophyll. Um, But what kind of binders do you like? Because there's a lot of binders. The most common one that people would think of being activated charcoal. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I prefer the citrus pectins because they're, they're gentle they're, uh, they provide a lot of fiber to the body. Uh, they provide prebiotics that help to improve, uh, you know, proliferation of good gut bacteria. And they're just very, very effective at absorbing toxins and minimizing the absorption of minerals. Because mm-hmm. one of the problems with charcoal is it's fine to use every once in a while, but it's not something you want to use on a daily basis 
because you can become very mineral deficient. It's it's very, it works too well, almost as a, yeah. as a binder, which is great for an acute toxin exposure. Like for instance, you went out drinking one night, Cinco de Mayo or, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, take charcoal. Yeah, and protect your liver from having to deal with that. Um, but on a daily basis for an ongoing detox strategy, not not good. Once a week is, is probably fine. Um, but, uh, or, or if you had an acute known exposure, you know, you went to a, a restaurant where you ate really horrifying food or whatever, you know, you know, there's lots of chemicals in it, you know, it happens. So yeah, take some charcoal, but, um, zeolites are great also, but again, you can get very zinc and copper deficient from those, which can cause a lot of different issues. So, um, again, zeolites, maybe one month on one month off for those, the citrus pectin, pectins you can take on a continual basis. Like months at a time and take yeah. a break or mm -hmm. just forever? I mean, yeah. anything you want to take a break, uh, no matter what supplement you're taking, you usually want to take a break. Minerals, you don't really need a break from, but a lot of other products besides minerals, you do need a break uh, on occasion. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard much about Mons Morella and I play? That was... Uh, Clays are great. Yeah. Clays are great. You know, the, that clay, it's like a French green clay and there's, there's other clays out there, you know, clays can contain aluminum and things like that, but usually they're bound up, um, yeah. very tightly. So they don't get into your body because mm -hmm. just because something contains a metal or a toxin doesn't mean that gets absorbed into your body. And so mm -hmm. that's the thing, especially when it comes to binders. Yeah. So that's one thing people have to be aware of just because, like I said, just because like there's some study or someone did a, you know, a mass spectrometry report saying, oh, this supplement or this greens powder contains metals. You know, greens powders contain a ton of boron. The toxins in that greens powder are very likely not getting into your body because of the high amount of boron in yeah. those greens. Okay. Yeah. So you, so you have to be very careful when you hear kind of people doing these sensational new studies, but Hey, but buy my safe supplement instead, you know, it just like the red flag should be, you know, waving around in your head. Um, but yeah, but there is, there are problems with camp contamination of some supplements, but with binders, uh, typically those like clays containing aluminum, I don't really see those as a problem. Yeah. And I, I will always say to clients, if they are taking binders or even doing laxatives or diuretics to flush themselves always be trying to remineralize and conscious of that people forget that as well but we've covered quite a lot here thank you for that is there any last words you'd like to kind of share with people on detoxification like some takeaways maybe yeah so just on a maybe a, a lot of you know bigger picture uh, one thing I've learned over the years in uh, why I'm doing what I'm doing, talking about detoxification and now talking about emotional detoxification, releasing emotional trauma is because, you know, toxins and emotional trauma really take a big toll on our physical health. And we become very mired in trying to keep our head above water and, and create the energy levels that we need. And we, we develop different health issues and, and feel kind of like depressed and not feel joy and, and, and deal with, you know, severe diagnoses and major health crises and things like that because of these two issues. Yeah. And that, that very much keeps us separated from our bigger purpose here, which is connecting with our creator. Okay. And when you have calcifications in your pineal gland, um, like, uh, fluorides and things that are in the water, um, and you have just, you know, taking a wrong form of calcium, you can get these calcifications in your pineal gland. You need this to be functioning optimally to develop your intuition, to connect to the consciousness on the planet, all this love, peace, and joy that's available to all of us and to connect with your creator. And I think that there's, um, a lot of forces working against that, including the pollution that's happening in our environment. There's there's a certain purpose in that. And, and also working on your emotional trauma, all these, these low frequency emotions that a lot of us are dealing with really keep us kind of mired down and prevent us from 
feeling this peace, love, and joy that is available to us. So uh, working on these two factors is a huge, huge part, not only of your health, your mental well-being, but a big aspect of developing yourself spiritually as well, and really stepping into your life purpose and, and being the, the full, you know, uh, enjoying the full life that, that you deserve and waking up feeling good because you do deserve to feel good. And that's really the, the larger purpose and message and, and what I'm doing and how I'm here to serve is helping people get that, that message that there's something more profound out there for you. Um, if you work on physical and heavy metal chemical detoxification and emotional detoxification. Yeah, which is interesting. I don't know if you've heard of Winnie Wang. She's um, an energy healer out of California. I had a chat with her last week. You might like to interview her. She does a lot of work on trauma and shadow work and stuff. She has a book out. It's called Honoring Darkness. And I was chatting with her and explaining like from past traumas, I have a lot of built up anger inside me and that does affect my detoxification it's like the energy is holding on to stuff as well no matter what I do I have to work extra hard but that trauma for people can come from anywhere like not just what you mentioned but bad relationships miscarriages so many things that people would overlook and you might think yeah it was upsetting it was a hard time but if you sat and sat with it you're like actually that really affected me and then it has that physical manifestation there yeah for sure I mean there's so many things like anything we weren't emotionally ready to deal with at the time uh can yeah. cause a trauma and then you know I think people you know also think they've dealt with stuff in the past like for me I had like 10 years of talk therapy and I'd read all the psychology books and, and I really felt like I had dealt with a lot of stuff, but you know, some of the top researchers in the world, like Dr. Uh, Professor Bessel van der Kolk, who's one of the research trauma for 40 years, she says that yapping doesn't work. Talk therapy does not release your trauma. Um, it yeah. doesn't because it lies in our energy field. These traumas have a frequency that they have an energy to them that lies in our energy field that spans about 10 feet in diameter in our body, um, around our body. And they, they, the traumas need to be addressed with other frequencies, like so using sound therapy methods, uh, using bioenergetics that use certain, introduce certain frequencies into your energy field to release them. And there's a ton of conventional medical research that uh, shows this. And so that's kind of the things that I talk about in my emotional detox masterclass, which I, like I mentioned before, you can go to emo-detox.com to, to join that for free. I will pop that down below in the details, but where else can people find information about what you do? Because you're obviously a wealth of knowledge on everything detoxification. Yeah. You can go to myersdetox.com and I have hundreds of free articles and hundreds of free podcasts. And people can dive right in and uh, learn how to detox. <laughs> yeah, I love, I do love your podcast. When I need a change of, it's something about your voice. When I need a change, you know, sometimes you just need to mix it up. I'll go back and listen to what you're saying. <laughs> so thank you for all of that. That was quite a lot. I really hope it drove home the message of what I wanted my followers to get, like the importance of being aware of detoxification and supporting it daily. And it doesn't have to be something crazy. You can just focus on environmental and nutritional stuff. So thank you for spending some of your day with me. I really, really appreciate it. I hope the weather remains good in Mexico for you because we're getting ready for a lot of snow here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Wendy. Thanks so much.